Welcome back to the Self-Care Creative Podcast, a show where I discuss everything from mental health over personal growth to creative struggles. I'm Ray and I hope you will join me while I go down rabbit holes and interview other creatives on here. Follow and review the podcast to support the show and let's get into today's episode. Hey, welcome back. I feel like this podcast is starting to be a bi-monthly thing instead of a weekly thing because every second week there's something <laughs> keeping me from recording this podcast or editing it when I already recorded it. Every second week something happens. <laughs> But hey, today I can finally, finally talk about a topic that I have teased several times before in the podcast and that's my experience with hypnosis for my anxiety disorder that I used to have. Like, I consider myself recovered from it. I still have PTSD, which technically is also an anxiety disorder, but that shows up differently. So, a little background on my anxiety disorder, my anxiety journey. Like, I mentioned a lot of it in my first episode, and I think there's another episode where I talked about it a little bit more. I think it was like an episode... 13. Oh yeah, and also in my episode about dropping out of school twice, episode 18. But to make it short, I developed agoraphobia. I had panic attacks, but not like very regularly. It was mostly just anxiety attacks and anxiety permanently in the background of my daily life. And yeah, agoraphobia to a point where I felt uncomfortable leaving my hometown and stuff like that. <laughs> So yeah, I was very restricted to my house, so the house that I live in and like the neighborhood that I live in pretty much. Everything else was really anxiety inducing for me. I had anxiety disorder for I think it was six and a half years, seven years, something like that. It started, te like technically it started in 2013 but like I got diagnosed in 2014 that's also when it started showing like, like regularly daily so I never know how to explain when it started <laughs> because there's two different ways to explain that. I did cognitive behavioral therapy and I did a lot of work by myself just based on like reading books about anxiety, learning coping skills for anxiety, I did my self-directed uh, exposure therapy, which I talked about in the last episode. Yeah, I did like I, I I tried therapy, I tried doing stuff, and if you listen to the last episode, you know that I think uh, exposure therapy can end up very harmful for people with anxiety disorder, especially if it's if per people are not tested for CPTSD and PTSD. But yeah, I had already put in a like a heck of like work. <laughs> uh, I, w I was at a point of like being able to go to a cinema again when I was like close to like the hypnosis appointment. And 2020 <laughs> hit like a ton of breaks. <laughs> and in the beginning of 2020, I still felt good. And I still on my path and everything. And then in the summer of 2020, my entire mental health just like like a house of cards <laughs> collapsed over me and I experienced uh, depression to a full extent for the first time in my life and my anxiety came back full force 
I mean, I still had my coping skills and that's what made it easier, but like it, it wasn't a, it wasn't a nice summer. I can say that. <laughs> and that's when I frantically started researching stuff, not only about like my problems, my internal problems that suddenly like broke me open, <laughs> like my mental health, like it I don't know, like a lot of people would probably call what I had a spiritual awakening or the dark night of the soul, something like that. Um there're different ways to describe different kind of things when like your mental health takes a really big hit out of nowhere which for me literally there was like no apparent trigger uh it just had a whole ass identity crisis at at the age of 21 which kind of makes sense i guess especially in the world that we live in but yeah i feel i feel really bad i didn't really get out of bed most days i spent most of my days looking at my phone to escape I googled and googled and googled stuff like I really like <laughs> spiraled down into generalized anxiety disorder especially like I got afraid of everything and googled to like calm myself down and that's how I found out more and more about hypnosis and I don't even know anymore how how exactly I figured out that hypnosis might be an option for me like I just I think it might be might have been because I looked into like alternative like healing like what holistic therapists are able to do and I think that's how I got there I'm, I'm not sure anymore but I had I found out about hypnosis and I researched for weeks because of course there's like negative practices of hypnosis like with any other practice that works with your mind and of course like an an anxious mind will have like an heavier heavier focus on the negative reviews on hypnotherapy and all that fun stuff but yeah i actually did like a lot of research especially research on who i'm gonna go to when like when i decided i actually wanted to try this i did so much research and like the people like the therapists that came in as an option and so like never please never do like hypnosis if you want to try it out without researching the person because there are different types of hypnosis and hypnotherapy like there are hypnotherapies that go over several weeks and months even because usually like the problems people have are, are like more about the pattern that they live through daily and weekly and if you are more about like um undoing trauma like that would be regression hypnosis uh, that's, that's a different type of hypnosis that usually can take one, two, three, four um, sittings. It really depends. So like there are definitely different types of hypnosis therapies and there are different types of hypnosis uh, cent- centers where like people can like learn that, like the therapists can learn that stuff. So yeah, the the holistic therapist that I went with had like so many like credentials and reviews and explained a lot on his website and yeah i don't know it was it was a scary choice still because it was definitely not cheap i mean it wasn't like the most expensive treatment especially knowing that it only took takes an average of like one to four like sittings but still like you you try something completely new that nobody around you has tried before so that's that was scary that was like exposure therapy in and of itself but yeah, I was kind of at my wit's end, especially because shortly before I did the hypnosis, I 
stopped going to a therapist that I tried out because that th therapist had literally triggered my depression and made it even worse and ugh, all that all that fun stuff. But yeah, I did that hypnosis over uh, Zoom. Yeah, I think it was Zoom. It's just online in general. And it took about like an hour, an hour and a half. And a half. I got like a preparation a hypnosis to listen to before I go to sleep. Like once I made the appointment a couple of weeks before. And I listened to that uh, several times. And yeah, the, the sitting itself was like one and a half hours, I think. And how do I explain this? This is like, like hypnosis is like the state when you're between relaxed and light sleep like you still have full control over yourself and it's just like asleep enough to be able to access your subconscious and like clear up some stuff in your brain and oh, yeah it's really hard to explain like i still remember i remember the full like session pretty much but it's like weird to explain this because it's like a lot of it feels like a guided meditation but you also have like settings of like where you like not settings questions that come up like um first of course you're like put into like the state of hypnosis and then there's like quick like questions like uh how do you call that again? Like a lightning round questions almost. Like so that you give a direct answer, like the first thing that comes to your mind kind of stuff. And that goes on for as long. Like in my case it was about like situations that like felt like traumatic to me. And yeah, I don't know. Those questions were asked again and again until I was like at the in my case at the earliest point of like where I felt that way trauma wise in my life. And then the therapist worked with me, with my subconscious, on that specific situation because it seems to be the root cause of my issue. And yeah, <laughs> the way the person worked on that was like, like these hypnosis usually works with a script, and these scripts have like, I don't know. The, the thing is, hypnosis doesn't have a lot of research on it because ugh, there's like I'm gonna go into that in, in a little bit, but like. Yeah, these scripts just work because they work with your subconscious, I don't know. Um, after I woke up from that, he still said, like, yeah, like, try to do, like, very, like, exposure therapy kind of things in the next coming days. So it, like, um, solidifies itself into your subconscious. And <laughs> that was it. Like, that was that was one sitting and, I sh and he said, like, yeah, like, contact me again if you, like, need, an if you think you need another one. And... <laughs> I never need another one, if you couldn't tell. After that, I was pretty much like... I mean, the thing is, hypnosis is very similar to EMDR, in my opinion, because it has like this, like a similar access to your brain. Like, both work with the subconscious and integration of trauma. It's just that hypnosis is researched less because people are like afraid of fake memories, which... Uh, yeah. Fake memories really don't matter. As like if if hypnosis brings up a fake memory, but the fake memory being worked through still helps you heal. That's still trauma integration. Like you also probably can have fake memories in EMDR that never happened, but they still help you integrate your trauma. Anyway, usually when you have EMDR, you have like a couple weeks after where you like where you really feel your like mind and your subconscious work a lot like you feel like more mentally exhausted maybe even depressed and that's the same thing for hypnosis usually so i try to face as many things as i could with my <laughs> mental exhaustion 
and the thing is i got that hypnosis in september so like i october and november is also like when my winter depression usually starts so i had like the mental exhaustion and then like seasonal depression right after which isn't super bad but in that year it was like worse because my subconscious worked through so many like things uh that year and but like yeah as soon as like spring came around i really like i started to really 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 notice how much energy i had all of a sudden like all of a sudden i noticed like wait this is all the energy that anxiety used to take away from me i can do like twice the amount of things and on bad days where i couldn't do anything before now i can at least do like one task a day i mean i still have ptsd of course so that that's that also plays into my energy and yeah but yeah I've, I'm, I'm, i noticed how much more energy i had and i noticed that i could like do stuff and not be super afraid of it like i still was afraid of some stuff but like i could finally notice the difference between being nervous and being genuinely like anxious and afraid like for example for my exams I needed to go to like a school to take the exams that I've never been to before and I needed to go like I needed to travel there by train and then by tram and that I was nervous the entire time but I wasn't like afraid in one exam I had like a panic attack but I like that was like because on that day I really oh my god that was like <laughs> that was the factor of so many factored by so many things like I took too much CBD oil which would make you anxious that day the exam was a math exam and yeah i don't know i could still handle it pretty well like i still went through a panic attack but my mindset around it was like way better like once that panic attack was over my mind was like oh yeah that happened like i had like <laughs> my mind is just more indifferent about this stuff i guess um now that i did hypnosis i can go to appointments now without being super afraid i'm still I still feel unsafe because PTSD makes you feel unsafe in situations you don't know, of course. And it definitely still helps having someone with me when I go somewhere. But at this point, I'm like, if I, if I had to do it alone, I could. And my my mind is like, yeah, I, I can do that. Like, if nobody else is like with me, I'm, I'm with myself, you know? <laughs> yeah, I still want to try EMDR because it's so similar and because hypnosis worked very well for me i think emdr would also be very helpful for me especially with like more childhood related trauma and of course i still want to do like a lot of body work but like it's super hard to access the knowledge about uh, working with your nervous system like yeah breath work and yoga and <laughs> somatic experiencing it is almost impossible to find anything about somatic experiencing that isn't behind a paywall of a book or a a course online which oh, i feel like that makes that that makes that um form of like that form of practice really suspicious to other people like very like shady which i know it isn't it has like of it has like i don't know i don't know if it's actual evidence or anecdotal evidence but like it has evidence behind it but yeah that's the kind of stuff where i'm like i want to try it out but like yeah for now emdr is like one of the things i'm like searching for an emdr therapist and that's super hard where i live god damn <laughs> let's not start about that topic um but yeah i'm I'm excited to like do that sooner or later because that would probably help me a lot with so many things relating to cptsd and ptsd i find it sad that there's barely any research on hypnosis simply because of the the like fear of like 
fake memories, which the, I, I had this explained to me in, in a very specific way. The thing is, yes, you might make up an entire like situation in your head, even in with a, with a hypno hypnosis therapist that's like ethical, of course, but that scenario in your head is to make your trauma, like if you integrate your trauma, like it isn't there to create new trauma. Like I, I get that the, like the, the concern is like, oh yeah, hypnosis might re-traumatize, re but it that is kind of a weird standpoint to have when so many other therapy, therapy forms definitely do re-traumatize, like <laughs> evidently. Um, and it makes way more, it makes more and more sense in my opinion to research hypnosis and actually make it like legal to practice and I mean it is legal to practice but you know what I mean to make it like medical to practice Me medically legal you know what I mean because that way it could be regulated better in the actual like therapy space because right now it just like holistic therapists are allowed to use it and don't they are they don't count under the the medical uh like they're not they're not covered usually by healthcare um providers so <laughs> i think the bigger issue with hypnosis is that it's not regulated that well so you need to do a lot of research on the people that you go through go, go to so <laughs> Yeah, I don't know, like, I'd rather have more research and good regulation and people can try it out than have, like, no regulation and no research and people try it out and might end up in the hands of a very bad, like, hypnotherapist. I also just find it weird how EMDR is so hyped up and researched and, like, supported by medical, like, institutions and whatnot, but hypnosis is not. They are basically the same thing, like, one is accessing your REM sleep kind of uh, you know like the bilateral stuff and hypnosis is like i mean they're not exactly the same thing but they access the same part of your mind pretty much like they do the same things like what i heard about emdr sounds to me pretty much exactly like regression hypnosis felt to me like the different situations coming up and how they help you like integrate the main trauma like that that that's also a thing of hypnosis like there there's like even the art hypnosis are so similar i find it almost a little bit a little bit pathetic that emdr is so like respected at this point and hypnosis is still like oh yeah we don't research that because of like fake memories like what <laughs> you know how many fake memories a normal therapist can also give their like patient like damn like it really is about ethical restrictions and codes and having like these people go through like tests and you know having like having it um regulated by a board of like medical institutions yeah i don't know <laughs> i just have so many so many thoughts <laughs> on on why emdr and hypnosis should be on the same level if you tried cognitive behavioral therapy and you learned a little bit about uh, dialectal behavioral therapy i think that's what it's called dbt i always just hear the short form and that doesn't help you and you don't have a lot of access to other stuff i would definitely like say you should consider hypnotherapy it's usually hard to find someone that's like very very well 
researched and studied in this field if you're like not in a western country i mean in germany it's, e it's somewhat easy to find someone that's like really good and does it um over zoom or stuff like that like digitally or in in the us it's probably easy to find if you have the money for it but other than that probably probably a little bit harder like outside of europe and us probably harder but i mean if you if you tried a lot of other stuff i would definitely try it um, and if EMDR worked on you in the past, maybe hypnosis is probably also a good option, in my opinion. But of course, keep in mind that it usually in a lot of countries doesn't have like a medical board behind it. In Germany, it, it's the case that hypnosis itself is like accepted by the medical institutions, but it's not researched or covered by like healthcare by universal healthcare so like i knew that it was like somewhat supported by science to an extent but like not to an extent of like oh yeah this is scientifically proven so yeah take take everything i say with a grain of salt and do your own research of course but yeah i <laughs> it helped me a lot it really like it changed my life pretty much because now i know like oh that kind of stuff works on me and it makes me feel better and it's been a year now and I'm still I'm still thriving. Like the thing is after hypnosis made my anxiety disorder go away pretty much. I, I uncovered so many other things about myself. Like now now I, I already mentioned that in the last episode. Now I'm like, huh, maybe I have like ADHD because I still have so many issues with certain things that are not like anxiety in particular. And now I'm I'm more and more seeing that anxiety is just was just a comor comorbidity to something else. I don't know if it's just a comorbidity of PTSD or if I maybe have ADHD. I'm still trying to find a therapist that can me can assess me for that. But yeah, it uncovered a lot of other stuff. So sometimes when you do this kind of stuff, you pretty much just get rid of like the 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 the, the, the mental illness that covered all of the other stuff. <laughs> So now I'm basically working a lot on like PTSD stuff and like getting assessed for like ADHD because I'm like, hmm, there's still something off. Like I can do a lot of stuff now and I have more mental energy and I'm not afraid and I don't have panic attacks anymore. But I definitely still notice there's something off. <laughs> and like, yeah, that could be just PTSD in a very specific way or it could be ADHD as well. The thing is those two overlap a lot in symptoms so it's probably gonna be hard to be like fully sure even if i would have a diagnosis in adhd anyway i really hope this helped a little bit and i really hope it like opened your like mind a little bit to like alternative therapy forms because i mean we don't fully know everything about anxiety so we can't fully know what things work and what things don't work but yeah if you're like at your wit's end with stuff like cognitive behavioral therapy, then definitely consider stuff like EMDR, hypnosis, stuff like that. Stuff that works with your subconscious because a lot of people think it helps. I recently actually got a DM from someone um, on Discord that told me that uh, my tip of hypnosis actually helped them like live better with their anxiety. Like for some people, hypnosis doesn't make everything go away but it makes it more livable in my case like i said i'm pretty sure that my anxiety was like triggered by trauma 
And when you get rid of the trauma, like the, or if you integrate, integrate trauma with the rest of your brain, of course, the symptoms of it, so the anxiety disorder is like going down significantly. If you want to learn more about like trauma and trauma-induced anxiety and why that's so so connected, I would recommend reading the book The Body Keeps the Score by Bezel van der Kolk, I think. Something something like that. But you, you can type in The Body Keeps the Score and you will, you will find that. It's a really good book. It goes really in-depth about not only like how trauma works, but what it does to your mental state, what it, what it does to your emotions. And the entire second part of the book is pretty much about like how you can like heal trauma in different ways. And that was very interesting to read. Even though I don't do all of that stuff, some of it really like opened my eyes to like, oh, maybe that's why I did this and it helped. So yeah, I don't know. Trauma education is very important in my opinion and that book is really great at that. And I will reread it in the future because I feel like that's one of those books that is so jam-packed with information <laughs> that you will find something more interesting in the second or third read. But yeah, I re really recommend reading that one. I might link it in the show notes if I remember to do that. That was my experience with hypnosis for anxiety. I feel way better now and I always recommend it to like people that that don't know what else to do anymore <laughs> which I mean after six seven years with anxiety disorder that's kind of what happens so yeah if you have any more questions about this you can ask me on my social media accounts or on the podcast social media accounts maybe I can like make a Q&A if it really interests you if I get enough questions um everything like every social media from me or from the podcast is linked in the show notes and that's it that's all this week's episode i tried to keep it somewhat short <laughs> i talked a little bit fast and jumbly today but that's because i already researched a lot of stuff today so i'm sorry if i uh, stumbled over my own words a little bit too much but yeah stay safe and self-care until next time bye